0: section fourteen of common sense in the household this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by laura langston common sense in the household a manual of practical housewifery by marion harland company laying to your conduct the line and plummet of the golden rule never pay a visit i use the word in contradistinction to call without notifying your hostess elect of your intention thus to favor her perhaps once in ten thousand times your friend be she mother sister or intimate acquaintance may be enraptured at your unexpected appearance travelling satchel in hand at her door to pass a day a night or a month or may be pleasantly surprised when you take the baby and run into tea in a social way but the chances are so greatly in favour of the probability that you will upset her household arrangements abrade her temper or put her to undue trouble or embarrassment by this evidence of your wish to have her feel quite easy with you to treat you as one of the family that it is hardly worth your while to risk so much in order to gain so little mrs partington has said more silly things than any other woman of her age in this country but she spoke wisely in declaring her preference for those surprise parties when people sent word they were coming do not be ashamed to say to your nearest kin or the confidant of your school days always let me know when to look for you that i may so order my time and engagements as to secure the greatest possible pleasure from your visit if you are the woman i take you to be methodical industrious and ruling your household according to just and firm laws of order and punctuality you need this notice if you are likewise social and hospitable your rules are made with reference to possible and desirable interruptions of this nature it only requires a little closer packing of certain duties an easy exchange of times and seasons and leisure is obtained for the bright enjoyment of your friend's society the additional place is set at table your spare bed which yesterday was tossed into a heap that both mattresses might be aired and covered lightly with a thin spread is made up with fresh sheets that have not gathered damp and must lying packed beneath blankets and coverlets for maybe a month for fear somebody might happen in to pass the night and catch you with the bed in disorder towels and water are ready the room is bright and dustless the dainty dish so far prepared for dinner or tea as to be like mrs bagnet's greens off your mind john knows whom he is to see at his homecoming. the children are clean and on the qui vive children's instincts are always hospitable THE GUEST'S WELCOME IS GIVEN IN THE AIR OF THE HOUSE AND THE FAMILY GROUP BEFORE YOU HAVE TIME TO UTTER A WORD. IT MAY HAVE APPEARED TO HER A USELESS FORMALITY TO DISPATCH THE NOTE OR TELEGRAM YOU INSISTED UPON. SHE KNOWS YOU LOVE HER, AND SHE WOULD BE WOUNDED BY THE THOUGHT THAT SHE COULD EVER COME AMISS TO YOUR HOME. PERHAPS AS SHE LAYS ASIDE HER TRAVELING DRESS, SHE SMILES AT YOUR CEREMONIOUS OLD MAJOR'S WAYS, AND MARVELS THAT SO GOOD A MANAGER should deem SUCH FORMS NECESSARY WITH AN OLD FRIEND if she had driven to your house at nightfall to discover that you had gone with husband and children to pass several days with john's mother in a town fifty miles away and that the servants were out a-pleasuring in the mistress's absence if she had found you at home nursing three children through the measles she having brought her youngest with her if you were yourself the invalid bound hand and foot to a procrustean couch and utterly unable even to see her john meanwhile being incapacitated from playing the part of agreeable host by worry and anxiety if on the day before her arrival your chambermaid has gone off in a tiff leaving you to do her work and to nurse your cook sick in the third story if earlier comers than herself had filled every spare mattress in the house if any one of these or a dozen other ills to which housekeepers are heirs had impressed upon her the idea that her visit was inopportune she might think better of your punctilio but since unlooked-for visitors will occasionally drop in upon the best regulated families make it your study to receive them gracefully and cordially if they care enough for you to turn aside from their regular route to tarry a day or night or week with you it would be churlish not to show appreciation of the favour in which you are held make them welcome to the best you can offer at so short a notice and let no preoccupied air or troubled smile bear token to your perturbation if you are perturbed If you respect yourself and your husband, the appointments of your table will never put you to the blush. John, who buys the silver, glass, china, and napery, is entitled to the everyday use of the best. You may have, I hope this is so, a holiday set of each put away beyond the reach of hourly accidents. But if this is fit, for the use of a lord, do not make John eat three hundred and sixty days in the year from such ware as would suit a ditcher's cottage." if your children never see bright silver unless when there is company, you cannot wonder, although you will be mortified, at their making looking-glasses of the bowls of the spoons and handling the forks awkwardly, early impress upon them that what is nice enough for papa is nice enough for the president. I have noticed that where there is a wide difference between family and company table furniture, there usually exists a corresponding disparity between everyday and company manners." Especially let your welcome be ready and hearty when your husband brings home an unexpected guest. Take care, he understands clearly, that this is his prerogative, that the rules by which you would govern the visits of your own sex are not applicable to his. Men rarely set seasons for their visits. They snatch an hour or two with an old chum or a new friend out of the hurry of business life, as one stoops to pluck a stray violet from a dusty roadside. John must take his chances when he can get them if he can walk home arm in arm with a schoolfellow he has not seen before in ten years not only fearlessly but gladly anticipatory of your pleasure at the sight of his if when the stranger is presented to you you receive him as your friend because he is your husband's and seat him to a family dinner plain but nicely served and eaten in cheerfulness of heart if the children are well behaved and your attire that of a lady who has not lost the desire to look her best in her husband's eyes you have added to the links of steel that knit your husband's heart to you increased his affectionate admiration for the best little woman in the world many a man has been driven to entertain his friends at hotels and club-rooms because he dared not take them home without permission from the presiding officer of his household the majority of healthy men have good appetites and are not disposed to be critical of an unpretending bill of fare the chance guest of this sex is generally an agreeable addition to the family group instead of de trop always supposing him to be john's friend as to party and dinner giving your safest rule is to obey the usage of the community in which you live in minor points letting common sense and your means guide you in essentials be chary of undertaking what you cannot carry through successfully pretension is the ruin of more entertainments than ignorance or lack of money if you know how to give a large evening party and think it a pleasant and remunerative investment of time and several hundred dollars if you understand the machinery of a handsome dinner-party and can afford these luxuries go forward bravely to success but creep before you walk study established customs in the best-managed houses you visit take counsel with experienced friends now and then make modest essays on your own responsibility and insensibly these crumbs of wisdom will form into a comely loaf there is no surer de appetizer to coin a word to guests than a heated over-fatigued anxious hostess who betrays her inexperience by nervous glances abstraction in conversation and worst of all by apologies a few general observations are all i propose to offer as hints of a foundation upon which to build your plans for company giving have an abundance of clean plates silver knives etc laid in order in a convenient place such as an ante-room or dining-room pantry those designed for each course if your entertainment is a dinner upon a shelf or stand by themselves and make your waiters understand distinctly in advance in what order these are to be brought on soup should be sent up accompanied only by bread and such sauce as may be fashionable or suitable before dinner is served however snatch a moment if possible to inspect the table in person or instruct a trustworthy factotum to see that everything is in place the water in the goblets a slice of bread laid upon a folded napkin at each place, etc. Unless you have trained professional waiters, this is a wise precaution. If it is a gentleman's dinner, you can see to it for yourself, since you will not be obliged to appear in the parlor until a few minutes before they are summoned to the dining-room. If there are ladies in the company, you must not leave them. To return, then, to our soup. It is not customary to offer a second plateful to a guest when the table is cleared the fish should come in with potatoes no other vegetable unless it be stewed tomatoes after a thorough change of plates etc come the substantials if possible the carving of game and other meats is done before they are brought in one or more vegetables are passed with each meat course salad is a course of itself unless when it accompanies chicken or pigeon if wine be used it is introduced after the fish Pastry is the first relay of dessert, and puddings may be served from the other end of the table. Next appear creams, jellies, charlotte russes, cakes, and the like, then fruit and nuts, lastly coffee, often accompanied with crackers and cheese. Wine, of course, goes around during the dessert, if it flows at all. Evening parties are less troublesome to a housekeeper because less ceremonious than dinners. If you can afford it, the easiest way to give a large one is to put the whole business into the hands of the profession by entrusting your order not only for supper, but waiters and China, to a competent confectioner. But a social standing supper of oysters, chicken salad sandwiches, coffee, ice cream, jellies and cake is not a formidable undertaking when you have had a little practice, especially if your own or John's mother or the nice neighborly matron over the way will assist you by her advice and presence the ladies lunch and afternoon kettledrum are social and graceful modern improvements we make this matter of company too hard a business in america are too apt to treat our friends as the strasburgers do their geese shut them up in overheated quarters and stuff them to repletion our rooms would be better for more air our guests happier had they more liberty and our hostess would be prettier and more sprightly were she not overworked before the arrivals begin and full of trepidation after they come a woman cumbered with many thoughts of serving while she is supposed to be enjoying the society of her chosen associates it is so well understood that company is weariness that inquiries as to how the principal agent in bringing about an assembly has borne it have passed into a custom the tender sympathies manifested in such queries the martyr-like air with which they are answered cannot fail to bring to the satirical mind the chinaman's comment upon the british officers dancing on shipboard in warm weather "'Why you no make your servants do so hard work "'and you look at them? "'We pervert the very name and meaning of hospitality "'when we pinch our families, wear away our patients, "'and waste our nervous forces with our husbands' money "'in getting up to order expensive entertainments "'for comparative strangers, "'whose utmost acknowledgment of our efforts in their behalf "'will consist in an invitation, a year hence it may be, "'to a party constructed on the same plan, "'managed a little better or a little worse than ours.' This is not hospitality without grudging, but a vulgar system of barter and gluttony more worthy of Abyssinians than Christian gentlefolk. End of section fourteen. Recording by Laura Langston.